KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. Okay, we are back together live and lively. Hour two, lunchtime, bean time. Make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, put a little soup on the uh, cooktop, and off we go. We're going to have lunchtime right here on KMOX. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe me, but anyway, I'm kind of that predictable guy, you know. But I'll I'll eat pretty much any time. Uh, those that know me well know that one of my favorite sayings is, what does hunger have to do with eating? You know, for a skinny guy, you'd think that wasn't the way it was. Man, I'll tell you what, I uh, I can put it away. Well, we uh, wrapped up hour one with Sally asking about hard water. I'm going to tie that together. And likewise, the caller before Sally was also Larry about an outside faucet hose spigot. And uh, that was basically, I'll tie that together because that is lime or calcium buildup deposit the same as well. So I'll explain those in a little bit more. I'm going to get us going here for phone calls and such. Uh, We do have phone lines open. We've got some great questions on the board i mean we have you know the phd level questions are out and about on KMOX today so we this is a great show i thank you all for participating being the smartest listeners in the radio universe right here on KMOX. uh but phone lines uh let's do the obligatory get started like uh you know call me i'm lonely 314-436-7900 436-7900 toll free 800 925 uh we now have uh one more hour before we go up to retire ready stay tuned we've got ron ells uh you know we've got greg damon lots of things happening here uh today on kmox so stay tuned more happening all right sally uh back into hard water uh she had uh, some faucets repaired number one if you use that faucet if you use that window if you use that door if you use that hinge or door whatever it is you will wear it out for those of you that are athletes and you burned out and had a new knee maybe a new hip mostly related to just overuse if you used up that body part and we're living a long time now that's a good thing the point being is that faucet will be the first to be replaced that door will be the first one that needs attention and adjustment the lock needs to be replaced because it literally wears out any mechanical thing that gets used very often uh, including our bodies we're wearing them out and burning them out because we're living a lot longer well we're building homes and structures better as well so we are burning out wearing out the parts on those structures thus the home improvement show here on KMOX uh, we're going on for man I, I don't know way more than half a century here so there's stuff to talk about about where we live and and you know the places we choose to be indoors and uh, take care of our weather needs if you will so Sally hard water is a big deal the point is that if you use those faucets the parts in those faucets are going to wear out uh, however 
also the high level of water will flow. So if you're using a kitchen faucet every day, it's getting the lion's share of water flow. That and the shower or the bathtub are the two that really get a lot and the toilets because a lot of water flows through them. With that comes all those little um, particles that are suspended in the water, the lime or calcium as you might call it. So those plug up, pack up, tighten up the faucet threads uh, they wear out the seats and the o-rings faster because more water's coming past it and with it the treatment chemicals or lime deposit so Sally it is totally appropriate uh, different ways to treat that water there are um, ways with uh, big canisters it looks like a great big air tank inside it has a bunch of magical stuff uh, so there are non salt based softeners um, and then there are salt-based softeners. Uh, all the salt does uh, is neutralize the ionic charge, you know, the little positives and negatives on, you know, neutrons, electrons, all that, you know, protons, that stuff. So at that level, these particle charges uh, become unbalanced, and the salt then backwashes it with a, a different... Um, um, pH level which is a level of alkalinity or acidity so it just washes it out so that medium that stuff the water flows through collects all the the hard water deposits the calcium whatever or neutralizes the charge on that hard water calcium or lime deposit as you know it so the point is is the more water you use the faster that thing uh, burns out um, as well as the more lime or calcium deposit you get more often you're going to call your plumber uh, water softener and water treatment's a big deal, um, but there are many different ways to do it. And you just have, again, just like the question, you know, that I had with Norm on, you know, what's an appropriate contractor deposit. It's like, well, it depends what kind of project it is, how much you trust that contractor, and what their track record is for handling somebody else's home safety, health, drinking water's big deal. Uh, so pick good ones. That's the one there. Uh, and then Larry's question was, I've got a outside faucet and I need to remove it because it's dripping and it you know sounds like you know maybe better part of a half century maybe 70 years old and and stuff wears out because if you use that hose bib and it's outdoors I mean it goes from 10 degrees below zero and I mean like 40 degrees less than 32 Fahrenheit up to 110 degrees sometimes in direct sunlight it might be 140 degrees so the thermal swing or temperature delta difference those outdoor faucets go through whew, they're a lot so you really have to beware of that stuff. The point being is, Larry, if you're going to unscrew that faucet and it is a screw um, thread joint, uh, after that many years, there is a very high probability and likelihood that you're going to break something and then you're going to need a plumber. So typically when you get to those old deposits of lime and calcium, unless you're really good and willing to take the risk yourself, and a good plumber is going to show up and say, look, I've got the skills, but I can't guarantee this thing isn't going to twist off inside that wall. And if it does, you know, it's time and material till I get it fixed. So, I mean, because they can't, you know, they can't see inside those walls. So anyway, enough to go there. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Uh, Allison, hour one, asked us about laundries in the bedroom and the closet. Uh, the answer is absolutely. If you buy a house and it's there, do not take it out. Uh, it, they're expensive to put in. 
demand. They're highly valuable, highly saleable, um, and uh, they are along the lines of future ready or accessibility, making your home ready for any ability level. You know, that's a big deal. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, the rain and the snow is upon us here as well as leaf season. Uh, stay tuned. 314 436 925 1120. Uh, and uh, the, frankly, um, the, um, you know, we, we do have a stuff the truck. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a, material drive i don't want to call it a toy drive but we will have a truck we will be filling it up with home things pillows bedding washcloths coffee tables area rugs uh, cookie sheets we're setting up house for three not-for-profits home sweet home number one lydia's house number two the women's safe house number three or start with women's safe house number one i'm just doing this in alphabetical order so keep in mind that there's just a lot of needs in our community you and i can help we probably have a bunch of this stuff around the house anyway and it's time to pass it on to somebody else pay it forward and make it matter. Uh, so anyway, that uh, you can find out more. CallMosby.com. CallMosby.com. Two weeks from today, that is December 7th, and that at 645 Leffingwell Mosby Building Arts. And we do have Santa who will be there then. We're going to take a short pause here on KMOX. Talk more later on University of KMOX about this. So stay tuned. More coming up now. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Oh, home improvement. Oh, ho, 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 home improvement. Well, we are sneaking up on Thanksgiving here coming up in a few weeks, and the holidays are really upon us. It's time to get our homes ready, and we've got some pretty interesting topics. Uh, just think about this. Uh, on the website, uh, callmosby.com, you know, my domicile, my home turf, if you will. Uh, one of the blogs or topics articles we write every week, six tips for holiday hosting. If you want to know how the design process goes on designing a kitchen or remodeling the inside of a home, this is a really good tip on how you go about setting up your home for entertaining as well as the questions you will receive from a designer. Uh, you know, starting with the entrance. You know, is it a welcoming entrance? Is it a barrier-free entrance? Are the plants overgrown? Is it well lit for night entry? Is there a safe and comfortable place for parking uh, to come into the home? Uh, is that uh, parking on a slope, uh, flat? Those are, So those are the sorts of things that we get into when we talk about remodeling the inside or the outside of your home, which is a very different conversation than, you know, how much does it cost? to fix my kitchen it's like well what kind of kitchen who's coming what times of days what are the abilities for that are you left-handed are you right-handed some young families have two dishwashers in it uh, for those of you that know that do uh, typically uh, oftentimes we're seeing more often that we will see one washing machine and two dryers if families have room for it because it takes so much longer to dry the clothes than it does to wash so little things like that when we're measured on what is the lifestyle quality after 
after the remodeling project versus, you know, do my kitchen here, here, and here. It, we're just different than that. Uh, we get measured on how much do you love your space 10 years after the project's done. So anyway, kind of interesting. Uh, the blog is Six Tips for Holiday Hosting. If you want to peek inside a Mosby Building Arts and a design process uh, that has experience and outcome, take a look at that let's see uh, let's go visit with my buddy sam hey sam good afternoon thank you for waiting i appreciate your patience on camwex uh sam how can i help you my friend uh no problem thanks for getting to my call um yes, sir. so i've got a uh house in Dogtown. it's from the 30s so it's a pretty old old guy mm-hmm. um i've got in my office in the ceiling there seems to be some type of hole that appeared in the past year after we had painted the ceiling um, I, in my experience, it doesn't look like it's from water damage just because it doesn't have the telltale, uh, yellow ring around it, mm-hmm. but it just, it's something that I would want, want to repair and I'm wanting to know what could cause a hole like that. Uh, if I need to be checking for water and what the process of repairing this would be. Okay. Um, do you have any ductwork up in the uh, ceiling above that, Sam? Um, no, because it's a, it's a one story house, the upstairs or the, the attic is converted to a bedroom, but okay. there's uh there's no Dutch work up there. We just had a, a mini split heater AC. Okay. Uh, any plumbing pipes that are close by there? There is a shower that's uh, above a closet that's nearby that. Okay. Um, that's, I don't know. It's, it's a pretty good distance from it though. I would say, I'm not sure if that's the, the root of it. It might be, but I'm not sure how to check Okay, uh, two things. You can have a movement in the ceiling, especially if you have it uh, structural, uh, where that that area up in the attic got finished and maybe the floor structure wasn't quite strong enough to handle that. That would manifest when you go ahead and finish or make things perfect with a nice new paint job. All of a sudden, any weak point, um, like a flexing structural piece, uh, floor joist, uh, joint that isn't properly connected, or overload sort of thing, it will result in the finish, the drywall or plaster showing a blemish whether or not it's water. So my first one in that is if you have somebody living above, um, especially intermittently, uh, look for structural issues or try and noodle out, figure out what happens. Oftentimes they're right in the middle of a doorway, in the middle of a hallway. Uh, sometimes it takes a structural engineer to figure out, you know, how the thing, you know, you know how it's built. Kind of look and see behind the walls. We do stuff like that all the time because of our experience putting them together. We know how they come apart, etc. Um, and then, you know, so that's my first choice there is what happens above that causes that. The next thing, and it could be water-based because um, you can have water for a long time and it can follow that pipe to where you may have a leak a- around the tile or, or shower surface around the faucet escutcheon or that chrome plate or brass plate, whatever it is, the finish plate. If a little bit of water gets behind, it follows the pipes, even though it's not a leaking pipe, it's water from the shower or tub. Uh, bathtubs are very uh, famous for the trip and drain, the overflow thing where the little trip lever is for leaking there. Um, but typically it's around the shower head or the shower valve where water comes off the bather's chest at a 45 degree angle. And unless you have somebody taking a shower, you can't make that thing leak because it really isn't a leak. It's just the seal around that uh, finish ring. So that's a 
big thing that we do at Mosby in trying to figure these things out. Uh, and then if it was really, you know, like a leaky pipe or something related to the roof or ductwork, you would see water. With the rainfall we've had here in the last six months, you, you would know it as water. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, th- yeah, Sam, I'd start structure first, um, you know, a shower second, and begrudgingly then on to any other source of the water. There you go. Good luck, my friend. All right, home improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, let's see what's cooking. I'm trying to get to my uh, people that have been waiting. Uh, see what's happening with Bob. Hey, Bob, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you, my friend? Hey, Bob, are you there? All right, I'm here. Okay, Okay, we have a home that's about 43 years old. Uh, The ceilings have been painted one time in that length of time, and neither one of us can remember exactly how it was tackled. The ceiling has what I call the popcorn effect, you know what I'm referring to, with the little pieces hanging down. So we think we're in over our heads, so we need some advice. Okay. Uh, And you're trying to paint this or cover this? Paint it. Okay. Uh, How old is your house? What year was that house built? 76. You're right on the edge. Um, uh, You may be over your head. In 1977, January 1 of 1977, no more asbestos could be could go into your house, my house, or any other structure. Uh, before that time, up until about 1973-1974, uh, they passed that law, but they said, okay, because of the long time it takes to get this stuff out of the manufacturing chain, warehouses, and all of that, after 77 January 1st, you can't use this stuff anymore. So everybody started weaning their manufacturing process away from uh, asbestos. Asbestos is really bad mojo. Uh, You just don't want to mess with that stuff. So I would uh, ask that your popcorn be tested for asbestos. Uh, Basically, you you can do this yourself. I'd rather have a professional do it. They pretty much get up there with a special baggie and they flick a piece or two of this into the Ziploc and have it biologically tested for the asbestos fibers. They'll tell you there's about an 80% chance it is not asbestos because you're you're right at the end of that. Most of that asbestos stuff was gone in 76 um, and 77. So uh, that's the long and the short of it. Uh, how big are those kernels? Are those things about a quarter of an inch or are they more like a bump on the ceiling? Uh, it varies. It varies. But how big yeah. is the biggest one? Uh, maybe, maybe about the size of uh, oh a pea. That's pretty big. Pea. Okay, you're in the big leagues then. Um, when you paint that, uh, and you can paint it, um, but I would like to know because that stuff will come off. Um, they have. Um, this was a spray applied acoustical ceiling. Uh, for manufactured homes, which means a production-built neighborhood, you know, like a, a subdivision builder, they were trying to put up ceilings fast because it was a high demand for homes. They sprayed that stuff on like a, um, 
oh, I don't like a gunite gun. This stuff spat um, blobs on the ceiling, and that was the way it looked when they were done. You have the coarse. The the coarse stuff is big. They're about the size of a pencil eraser, um, and they get down to just bumps in between. The, The point being is you will need... A very big nap roller, three quarters of an inch. You're going to roll this thing with a a bedspread, basically. Um, These are very big, nap being the fuzzy fibers on that roller, because you need to carry a lot of weight or a lot of material because you're painting the side, the, the top, and almost down to the bottom, as well as the ceiling. So the material used, the paint quantity used on a acoustical spray ceiling is you know substantially more than a flat smooth ceiling because you've got a lot more area those things will fall off you need a heavy nap nap roller uh, usually five eighths to seven eighths um, and and this stuff is harder to do than it looks you may consider having a pro do this because likewise you may need to primer that ceiling and then top coat it as well Um, and if somebody comes back to you and says i'll scrape it all off and make it smooth um, unless the labor is really really cheap we find at mosby it's less costly to knock down the big pieces and laminate new drywall over the top of it you wind up with a better product about the same price as scraping it and skim coating it because the other little nasty secret in that is sometimes that stuff didn't stick very well to the drywall back when that house was built so sometimes you can paint it and then that thing just peels off like a big bed sheet off the ceiling so you know okay so in other words before we actually had it painted though by anyone either ourselves or someone else we should have a check for the asbestos though first yeah, I would just uh, just because I want to know. Number one, I think it's going to uh, turn out negative, uh, which will make me sleep better at night. I don't know about you, but I, you know, again, I like to know. And then number two, just how much care do we and basically mean slash who's going to paint the ceiling because then you kind of go to a professional you want to encapsulate, which means put a lot of paint over this thing so that asbestos never touches the occupants. So, okay. yeah, I would test it, and then uh, from there, decide whether you want to paint this yourself. If it's not asbestos, if it is asbestos, I'd get a pro in there for real quick. Okay, I think just from listening to you, we're a little bit in over our heads. Uh, would you have a painter in mind or several painters that if we called your company, we could be given some information that way? Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the secrets at Mosby is we have a pretty good-sized painting staff and painting crew. We paint all of our own projects ourselves for the most part. But, yeah, we've got about seven or eight painters at Mosby all the time. Okay, so it wouldn't even have to be an outside company then. I could be put through to someone through your firm then. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All righty then. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank. What's your name, by the way? You're not Bob. Oh, I guess I lost her. But anyway, she didn't sound like Bob to me. Okay, everybody that thought she was a Bob, raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, maybe a Roberta, but maybe not Bob. Uh, All right, let's take a short pause and come back for more after this. My name is Scott Mosby. This is the CamoX Home Improvement Show, and this is the Helotech Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Schleter Painting, right here on CamoX. Now, back to the Helotech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleter Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. 
Holiday Radio Show. Those of you that have been to the Camwex Holiday Radio Show, you know how much fun it is. Uh, you know, basically, here's what happens: most of the police stations let everybody out. That includes most of the Camwex on-air personalities, and they go to you know the Sheldon and do this live on air radio show uh, written by Kevin Colleen this year here's the here's the title this will tell you a little bit about Kevin and the staff uh, don't forget to remember the future yeah what kind of mind comes up with that don't forget to remember the future details are on holiday radio on camox.com slash events camox.com slash events uh this is always fun i it's fun to be part of it's fun in the audience i've been in the audience i've been in the cast it's just a good time if you're looking for tickets or something to do uh, maybe a holiday gift for people that you just don't know what to get Holiday radio show. This it, it's a uh, all this all the proceeds go to support a charity. It's a good deal. It's a feel good, and it is just a rip roaring good time. Don't forget to remember the future. That's on KMOX.com events. Um, and next up here, let's see what's happening. Uh, talk to my friend Pauline. Hey Pauline, good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Um, Hello Pauline, are you there? I am there. Hello. Yes, ma'am. How can I help you? Uh, I have uh, some moles in my yard, and they have got so bad that they are in the, all the front yard, all the backyard, and on the sides. And I have sprayed stuff and put different stuff down, and nothing seems to be even controlling them. Mm. Uh, moles, the, the good news is you have a healthy yard. So you have um, usually earthworms. So they like your yard, um, and because of that, they come for the food source, and that is usually it's not grubs. Usually it's just good old uh, earthworms. Uh, so the, the reality is the better, healthier yards have a better ecosystem. All those little worms chew up all your soil, and in come all the predators, that being, you know, the moles. Um, the only way to get moles is to uh, kill them or drive them to your neighbor's house. So it's kind of like the security system. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have Fort Knox for home security. You just need to have it a little better than your neighbor so it goes to the neighbor's house. So that's the concept in it. Um, unfortunately, uh, there's it, it's tougher to trap these moles. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the best ones we have in town is Jeff Holper, H-O-L-P-E-R. Um, and he is he's the mole hunter. Uh, that's kind of his shtick. If you've ever seen him at the home show, uh, he has a business and a company that does that. But he also has been doing this for a long time. And uh, you can check him out. And, you know, he will sell you the traps. But basically, you're going into the you're going to be a hunter and get rid of them. Or you're going to hire somebody to kind of kill these things on a bounty per head basis. So anyway, just be aware of that. Um, you know, Moles come because of good news, you have a great yard, uh, and they go somewhere else because somebody else has a better yard or it's hazardous to them, perilous. Uh, likewise, if, if you can get a fox to come live in your yard, uh, that would be good. Coyotes, if you can get those from other states and bring those in. Um, eagles, hawks. 
um, uh, owls. You know, some of those are native to our town and some are not. But the point being that if you can threaten their safety and security, they'll go somewhere else just like humans do. So anyway, that's it. But basically, if you've got a really bad infestation, you pretty much need to go nuclear and get a service, you know, uh, to... uh, you know, get that done, kind of like you know, Rottler, Pest Control, Mike Rottler, or uh, Jeff Holper of Holper. Uh, next up, let's see what's cooking here with, uh, how about Don? Don, my friend, how are you this afternoon, and how can I help, sir? Three things as quickly as possible. Number one, the leaves. I believe in the Conservation Magazine, they said don't mulch or rake your leaves on your lawn because there's birds that lay eggs in there. Uh-huh. And if you've noticed the uh, um, the lightning bugs, they uh, uh, lay their eggs in there and come out in the wintertime. And number two, uh, talking about this new type gas pipe, this yellow gas pipe, yes. what happens if it's run through the wall and somebody drives a nail in it? you got a problem. Yes. And number three, I have a cistern, and I used it until I put a, a, a deep well into it. And yeah. now I still use a cistern for washing cars. Yeah, why not? It's good water. Mm-hmm. So, Don, your point is don't mulch your uh, leaves. Uh, basically, remove them from the yard. Uh, no, just leave them lay there until spring. When you mow yeah. uh, um, the lawn, yeah. uh, you know, blow them off your driveway, your, your sidewalks, but uh, because of the birds and, and uh, uh, some of the critters and then all these people that use chemical on their lawns, they're, they're killing the lightning bugs and some of the other good bugs out there. Yep, yep, yeah. It's not nice to mess with Mother Nature, is it? No. And then have they thought about these people that run this new soft gas line through walls and somebody drive a nail through the wall and they hit the pipe? Well, that's the reality. Uh, that's where it, it went to copper for a while, and we used silver solder for a few decades. But that's pretty much why some of the high-density places, you know, for uh, some municipalities require only iron pipe, where if you hit it with a nail, you're not going to poke a hole in it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, it's just the cost of housing keeps going up and up, and that's why they're coming out. Manufacturers have new products all the time, whether they work or not. But this one does work, but they are prone to and need to be protected by uh, hammer plates. So, you know, there are metal pieces that go over where they run inside the two-by-fours and such. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. Don, thanks for the help, my friend. You're welcome. Bye. All right. There we go, Don, longtime member of the KMOX listening audience. A little help from our friends, uh, Conservation Magazine, Missouri Conservationist. Uh, don't mulch the leaves; just let them lay on the drive on the yard. Uh, do take them off those concrete drives because those oak leaves uh, have a tannin in it, which is an acid, and that's what the Native Americans use to make paints and pigments with, and that's why they stain your concrete so badly. Uh, next up, let's see what's happening here uh, with Ed. Hey. Ed, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you, my friend? Uh, this is Ed, or Mr. Mosby. Yes, sir. You're on uh, anyway, with Scott. I I monitor base. I monitor my temperature and humidity in my house because mm-hmm. I know I know what my humidity is and my temperature. And my question is, I hear from the Weather Channel what the barometric pressure is mm-hmm. does the barometric pressure you know they'll tell me what it is does mm-hmm. it affect a house does does barometric because i 
it's, it has, I don't know, does it? Should oh, I man. care about the barometric pressure yes, in a brick house? Yeah, hold on to your hat, Ed. Here we're going to go around Mosby Building Arts. We call this, we call this one a Scott. Here comes a Scott. Um, barometric pressure, you betcha, uh, changes in pressure. Everything moves from a high concentration slash high pressure to low concentration, low pressure. So if it's wet outside um, and high humidity when it's raining and your house has low humidity in the summer, say with a dehumidifier air conditioner running, that moisture is trying to come through that wall cavity so now you've got an outside and an inside but think about what's in between the wall barometric pressure or the pressure in the air and the atmosphere all around us and that's what drives the weather when you have high barometric pressure if it's high humidity situations it's driving that moisture into the captive areas into your wall cavity so right in between your two by fours right inside that wall insulation behind your plaster or drywall it's driving moisture into that wall cavity and then when you have dropping or lowering barometric pressure when you have a high pressure system the weather gets very stable and you start exporting whatever your situation is from high pressure to low pressure weather gets stable and then what happens is that moisture or water vapor inside your walls um, migrates out of the wall cavity. So you betcha, uh, it's a, it's, it, you're getting pretty deep into the physics of uh, pressure and changes and deltas. Uh, but the bottom line is, you betcha, when, when it's really wet, like our Midwestern environment, where relative humidity, water in the air, vapor hanging in the air, you bet when there's a change in pressure, whatever's in the air, good or bad, drives inside the wall. And when you have high pressure or, or that, you know, you may, it's, and it's very minuscule. So you may have just a tiny, tiny difference between what's inside the wall and the out, but in the outside of that wall cavity, that whatever's in it, usually water vapor is leaving that wall or not leaving the wall. And that's why the, the building science that I am so much a geek of, Mosby Building Arts, I'm surrounded with a ton of these building geeks. We love this stuff, can't help ourselves. This is what we do for fun. Uh, you know, we debate and try and figure out which great new manufactured building product benefits or doesn't. Because, you know, mold in houses, indoor air quality, all the plastics and the manufactured off-gassing chemicals, you know, those are all new, better ideas by somebody at some time. But we, as the designers and contractors at Mosby Building Arts, we're the blokes responsible for getting that stuff right. You know, remember in, in kindergarten, plays well together in the sandbox or doesn't play well in the sandbox together? Well, not all products play well together in the sandbox, and we as architects, designers, and contractors, we're the last guy, the line of fire, that is responsible for getting that right, and that's why experience matters. Anyway, okay, we're going to take a short pause. I'll get off my stump. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. My day job, by the way, is Mosby Building Arts. You can find out more about us at callmosby.com. Uh, good news is for you KMOX uh, family folks. If you want to take this with you, listening to KMOX anywhere, that's radio.com, R-A-D-I-O, radio.com, or you can always check on to the KMOX.com website. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. I promise I'll be right 
right back after this. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Okay, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Keep in mind, we've got a big uh, thing happening December 7th, uh, 10 to 2. That's Saturday morning at Mosby Building Arts at our business in Kirkwood. That's 645 Leffingwell Avenue, 10 in the morning till 2. I will broadcast live if you want to meet Santa. If you want to come be on the air with me, come ahead. We've got that and another broadcast uh, right at home with Rich 971s. We've got two radio shows being broadcast there, both at Mosby Building arts uh, benefiting uh, three wonderful not-for-profits and they are the women's safe house Lydia's house home sweet home look those up you'd be surprised how valuable those are uh, I've got raffles kids activities food trucks live radio shows all sorts of things come ahead 10 to 2 December 7th a day that will live in infamy for those of you to remember that uh, let's get back to the phone lines and see what's cooking here with Joe hey Joe good afternoon welcome to Camo X my friend how can I help you here yes good afternoon yeah, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you thank you you too sir Thank you. I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, What's the best way of winterizing my outside faucets as well as my irrigation backflow valve? Uh, The system's been drained, but does it need to be winterized? No, it, that w- draining is winterizing. Frankly, the bottom line on all of that, Joe, is replace all water with air. So your faucet, your antifreeze faucet, basically as long as you take the garden hose off of the outside of the faucet, the water will drain out of the faucet body, so the inside of the faucet will be just air. So I need to shut off the faucet on the inside as well, shut off the main valve to each individual faucet. I, yes, ideally. And an antifreeze faucet actually does that automatically, but the old school, you know, like a spigot, you need to go inside and there's usually a shut off 12 or, you know, one somewhere between 8 to 2 feet inside that wall. There'll right. be a shut off there. And then open that faucet on the outside because if you don't drain the water out of it, you've done nothing to winterize it. Got it. Okay. There's a uh, kind of a tannish looking knob outside on top of the outside faucet what is that for uh that's the on off that you just unscrew that uh once you shut it off inside uh you just unscrew that if it's an antifreeze faucet if it has oh i know what you're talking about it's yeah i know uh that is an antifreeze faucet that is a vacuum breaker so it it allows when you shut that faucet off the water keeps running out of it slowly. It just drains the inside of that pipe. That's just the vacuum breaker on the outside. That means you don't need to do anything but disconnect your garden hose. There's no shutoff inside you need to do. That vacuum breaker drains the faucet body as long as you have nothing connected to the end of that spigot. So, I, so basically then I don't need to use the shutoff valve inside in the basement for each of the outside faucets. Correct. Well, for the outside faucets that have that gray uh, vacuum breaker on the top, if all of your faucets have that on it, you're okay. Okay. And then the other question that I have has to do with uh, caulking the interior base of uh, the windows at the sill. I feel a little draft down there, and I can see a little bit of a gap, and I'm thinking I probably need to caulk those windows at the base at the sill. 
What type of caulk would you recommend using that's non-odorous? Is this the wood trim around the window? Yes. Yeah, okay. You will have water air leaks around that. Typically, that is a paintable caulk, which means a latex. Uh, typically, the paints today are water-based, so your caulk would be the same, uh, Joe. So, yep, just a, a white paintable, usually pretty inexpensive. Um, caulk those up and then go back and paint them after they dry, you know, a day or two later. Okay, and then... Uh... On uh, the water heater, I recently replaced my water heater about a year and a half ago, and I'm thinking I probably need to attach a hose to the spigot down at the base and drain some of the sediment out. Uh, Do I need to turn the whole system off and drain the entire tank, or can I just open that little spout and just drain, say, a gallon or two out of it? Uh, I would. Yeah, you can just open that spout on the bottom, but hook up a, a garden hose first because if you have pressure coming out of it, it'll be just like turning on that outside spigot on your house. So hook a hose up to it, run it over to a floor drain, open that thing up, and let the let it drain for about you know 10 or 20 seconds. That pressure usually flushes most of the sand or grit out. Um, and then turn it off and let it settle back down, come back another half an hour later and do that. But you don't really need to turn the um, uh, water off at the top of the water heater as long as you're not going to blow this water all over your basement. There you go. Okay. Hey, Joe, thanks for the call. Uh, and, and hang on, Danny and Jim, hold the line here. Uh, I'll see if I can get you off the air. Uh, here on CAMOX. We're wrapping up Hour 2 on Home Improvement. Uh, Retire Ready comes up next on KMOX. We've got Greg Damon coming on later, uh, Ron Ells uh, on you know Route 66, so car show, all those fun things on the family of CAMOX. Thank you. It's been a wonderful Saturday. Remember, December 7th, two Saturdays from today, we've got the, uh, uh, the benefit at Mosby Building Arts. More information on that, callmosby.com. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, St. Louis, loving y'all.